What is up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wex Appeal Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. I am your host, Wex, and we are here for episode number nine, and I am super excited. I almost don't even want to talk into an introduction because I just want to get straight to the interview. It is a fantastic, fantastic interview with a good friend of mine and uh, a super, super nice guy. Um, and it was just it was just fun to sit down, catch up with him, and talk about life and his business and everything that has all the success that he's had. And it's it was a great interview. But we'll get to that in a moment. Before we begin, though, it is the holiday season. I hope that you had an amazing Thanksgiving. Hope that you didn't eat too much. But, I mean, Thanksgiving, that's kind of the moment that you do. You, you save up for it. You wear the stretchy pants. The stretchy pants. And, and you, uh, man, you, you go all in. And uh, I, I definitely went in. It was, uh, it, was a good, it was a good day of food and feasting and football and family and friends. And it was, it was just a good day. So I hope that you had an amazing Thanksgiving as well. But it is the holiday season as we transition out of Thanksgiving and into Christmas. I'm sure you're starting to tick off all those little gifts for your family and friends and things that you need to put in the stocking. And I've got the perfect place to go. It's called Duke Cannons. DukeCannon.com, Duke Cannon Supply Company. They are my favorite place to go and get soap, cologne, body wash, basically anything you can think of, they have it. And they've got gift sets. They've got individual um, soap, all sorts of amazing products. So you definitely go over there, check it out at DukeCannon.com. And even better, they give back to the veterans. I'm all about giving back to veterans and making sure that they're supported and taken care of. And they do that with their products. Love it. So... Get over to DukeCannon.com today. They are doing a special promotion right now that I know of that is a $50 promo. So if you spend $50 or more, you're not only going to get free shipping, but you also get two free bars of soap, one of those being their Fresh Squeezed IPA and the other being their Buffalo Trace. And both of those scents are amazing. I use the Buffalo Trace myself, and I love it. Also, on top of that, if you use the code BBWEX8, at checkout, you will save an additional 10% off of your order, um, or also BBWX9. That will also be a promo that will be active actually uh, December 3rd, I think. So BBWX8 or BBWX9, get yourself 10% off of your order, get free stuff. It, it's a win-win. Fill up those stockings and have a great holiday. Now, my guest today is probably one of the best... I'm not even going to say one of the. He is listed as the best barbecue chef in all of the state of Florida. If you go to Yelp or, you know, um, TripAdvisor, five-star ratings across the board. And he does it out of a food truck. Yes, I said it, out of a food truck, or actually a little trailer. They make some of the best barbecue in the entire state of Florida, and some would rival even in North America. It is Roshad Jones with Big Lee's Serious About Barbecue. And we go back and we talk about the start of when he got bit by the barbecue bug all the way to his time on Food Network and all points in between. We have a great sit-down chat, and I'm super excited to get to you, get it to you today. So why waste any more time? We're going to take a short break, talk about another sponsor, and then we'll be right back with Roshad Jones from Big Lee's. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, I am here with Rashad Jones from Big Lee's uh, Serious About Barbecue, and we talked about this on the show, oh shoot, uh, episode I think two or three, yep. and <laughs> so I was on the carnivore diet, and I came by because, and now I'd come by before, right. but 
you know, it is like the carnivore's dream to come and do barbecue <laughs> because it works. Dreams do come true. Now, the bad part is, is you also have things like the Kathy, yep. which are not on the carnivore diet. And, uh, and I want, or I wanted to have and couldn't have, but I'm off the carnivore diet now. So I'll, right. I'll hook that up. But man, it's good to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Welcome. And how, how are things going with you? Like, how's, how's everything, how's life right now? Uh, life is really, really good right now. Um, this year is an anomaly of a year, right? For yep. so many reasons. Uh, but my wife and I and my team and I, we always talk about it every single day you know, as far as how fortunate we all feel because, you know, we still have a job. We still have a business. People are still wanting barbecue. People are still contacting us to bring our truck out. Yep. Uh, and things are well, you know, we haven't had to furlough any staff or let go of anybody for any you know, reasons you know, regarding, you know, all the stuff that's going on. If this anything, year. you've grown. Have you yeah, have we the, have. The we big have. red truck. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the new truck. So. Yeah. So it's going really good. It's going really good. Good. Well, so let's for those of you who don't know, because I mean, we so the funny thing is I started this podcast. I, I think I told you, like, we're this is going to be episode nine or ten, I think. Yep. I think this is. I'm going to have to go back and look at my records, but I think it's episode 10. Okay. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, I we've known each other, what? Long like, time. Uh, um, I'm thinking early like... 20s? I, I was for in me? teens, I think. So how, how old are you? I'm 40. <laughs> All right, I'm 42. So you okay. would probably be like 17. Late, so it's probably like 22, 23 yeah, years, yeah. kind of in that range. Yeah. So <laughs> over half my life, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, been a, it's been a while. I mean, I think when, when I first met you, you were working at Publix, doing the overnight. Yep. Nighttime stock clerk. <laughs> Nighttime stock clerk. Yep. And, uh, but, man, we've known each other for a long time. But for those of you who don't know the story, you know, kind of take us back to Big Lee's and the start. I, I kind of gave a little bit of a hint on the on the previous episode about okay. you know meeting you in a Winn Dixie parking lot <laughs> to get some to get <laughs> some of the best barbecue plug. I've ever had in my life. Um, but tell kind of how Big Lee started and the well, whole story. How you want me to go like to like like where the the where the barbecue bug bit me? Yeah, let's, all the way back. Let's so go all back. the way old for school. those because we've got a lot of people who have not you know okay. experienced. And uh, I've got listeners really everywhere right now, so it's kind of it's kind of all over the place with the listenership. I've, uh, the analytics actually say even like Australia. Oh wow! And Australia, Ireland, um, Canada, That's amazing. a couple others. I was like, wow, people are listening everywhere. So <laughs> for those who have no idea, and what is this, you know, barbecue place in Ocala? Tell them all about it. Okay, so um, my wife is originally from uh, Mississippi. She's from. Uh, the Mississippi Delta, a town called Greenwood, uh, Greenwood, Mississippi. And most of my family lives here in Florida. Uh, Patrice and I, we've been married for uh, 12, going on 13 years now. So we generally will alternate where we spend the holidays. You know, okay. One year we'll spend the holidays here in Florida with my family. The next year we'll go to Mississippi and visit her family. Um, so back in 2011, it was time to travel to Mississippi to visit her family. Her uncle, uh, Leon, uh, AKA Bigley, yep. Leon Archie, who's the big cook in her family. And uh, she said, All right, we're going to go to Uncle Leon's house for Thanksgiving. Uh, this year he's cooking a Thanksgiving dinner. We're not going to eat very much of a breakfast. <laughs> and you'll see why once we get to his house. Um, and uh, we, we got to his house, walked through the front door. First thing you're greeted with, first thing I was greeted with, was just this, these amazing aromas, like every amazing aroma that you could imagine coming out of a kitchen. 
just like bam as soon as he opened the door the next thing was just the hospitality I, as soon as i walked into his house it was my first time there but i didn't feel like a stranger yeah. and he gave me a tour of all the food so you've got the turkey the ham the mac and cheese the scratch made dressing i mean oh, everything wow. the pies the, the the green beans the cake the everything so he's like you know help yourself it was like a free-for-all you know he was like the guy who would cook food and anybody from the neighborhood could swing by if they're you know in a situation where they don't have a family to spend you know an wow. occasion like that with they knew that uncle leon's house was that place where they could come in and grab a bite to eat, hang out for a while, connect, and, you know, walk away with a, you know, styrofoam box of food. I'm sure. like a little takeout spot. Yeah. So, um... I wonder where you got that from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was blown away because I had never witnessed that level of hospitality and uh, care for other people through food. Hmm. So, um... You know, I started digging into the food, and uh, everything was amazing. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. Everyone's had Thanksgiving food. You know, you know, every year you eat the same thing pretty much. His was just on a completely different level. Um, and about halfway through my meal, he's like, uh, Uncle Leon's like, hey, Rashad, uh, save room. You know, don't go too crazy because I have barbecue cooking out back. Oh, this is before the barbecue. Well, <laughs> yeah, this this was yeah, this was. I didn't even. I thought it was just a regular Thanksgiving dinner. Like yeah. most people don't fire up a smoker with like ribs and chicken on it. You <laughs> sure. got a turkey on the table, yep. so he had uh, the smoker set up in the backyard, and um, he gave me a tour of his smokers. You know, uh, showed me the ribs, showed me the chicken, and I dug in. I took my first bites, and just completely mind blowing experience. Wow. You know, I didn't even know still how to put it into words how amazing his food was. Hmm. But it just left an impression on me. Like any kind of art, you know, if you're watching a movie, you know the movie's fake. These are actors. Yeah, this oh, is of course. not real. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's scenes in every movie that we've all probably been a part of where it just it touches you emotionally in a certain way where you, you start tearing up and you're like, what the heck am I doing crying, you know? <laughs> this is a movie. It's yeah. not even real. Oh, yeah. But the, 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 that's the power of art. It's the power of creativity. It can really... It can really touch, you know, the deep part of your heart. And that's what happened to me. I, I, I describe it as that, me being bit by the barbecue bug that day. That's awesome. So Patrice and I, we wrapped up our Mississippi trip. This uh, is in 2011. This was in 2011. Okay. Yep. Traveled back home. And on that 11-hour ride back home, the only thing I could think of was how amazing Uncle Leon's barbecue was. I couldn't really, I didn't really want to think about much else. Didn't really want to talk about much else. Yeah. Um, and, uh. I kind of was sulking because I'm like, man, with each mile marker, I'm realizing I'm that much far, farther away from some amazing barbecue. I, I feel like I know that feeling yeah. because I've gotten it when, I, <laughs> when I'm somewhere else and I can't get, yeah. you know, big leaves. Like, like, we'll go other places and I'll go to other restaurants and things like that and they'll have barbecue and, like, it's just not the same. So I, I, Thank you. I know that feeling. That's Yeah, it's, it's, it's not... It's not the greatest feeling ever. No. Because, you know, like you're, when you really want that thing and you're just putting more distance between you <laughs> and said thing, it, it's not a great feeling. Absolutely. So uh, Patrice saw that I was kind of like sulking and she's like, hey, what's wrong? And I'm like, eh, I'm just kind of disappointed that I'm not going to be able to get more of that barbecue anytime soon. So uh, so w what were you doing at the time? Oh, at that time, I was uh, career wise. I had resigned from uh working for the Marion County Health Department a few mm -hmm. years earlier, started my own business where I was traveling and doing a ton of motivational speaking, yeah. which gave me the free time and liberty in my schedule to explore hobbies like barbecue. Yeah. So um, 
and my wife, she has a PhD from UF, and at the time she was um, basically uh, teaching at Santa Fe College. Okay. So um, she's the, my wife's the smartest person I know. So yeah. uh, you know, I try to take her advice when you know when I feel like it's really great advice. So she said, "Hey, why don't you just try your hand at it?" So I said, "You know what? I will." Started cooking in the backyard on our little Weber grill every single weekend. Ruined everything that I put on that grill. <laughs> Black chicken, tough I'm, ribs, you know. Uh, yeah, I, so I'm horrible at that kind of stuff. So like, I'll get, I'll Welcome get back there the on my grill, and it's it's awful. <laughs> but that's the starting point. It's like with anything, you know. Yeah. You, you start out, you suck at it, and in those moments where you realize, man, I suck right now, it shows you what you're made of. Are you gonna just be like a quitter, and because you're not winning, are you gonna pout and say, oh man, I can't, I'm not good at this, or are you gonna stick to it like working out you know you're oh, yeah. one of the most fit people i know i mean you really are i mean i, <laughs> well, I watch your videos i'm like was that like 500 pounds or 350 pounds he just uh, lifted like well, that's insane well thank you I, but i'm sure it wasn't easy like no. when you first started but yeah. that it shows you what you're made of when you're able to you know stick to it oh absolutely yeah no i mean it definitely it definitely rings true you got to put work into you yeah. know work into what you're passionate about and yeah. i i do love fitness i do love food too which is why i'm not like jacked looking well, i love fitness <laughs> food in my mouth yes exactly <laughs> um we actually got my son a shirt and it says yeah. i'm into fitness and on the back it's got a pizza and it's a yeah. fitness pizza in my mouth <laughs> like, absolutely so 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 I, I just started cooking and you know every single weekend i'd discover something uh new i'd, I'd realize oh hey maybe i should open these little damper vents on my grill instead of letting all the smoke just stay trapped in there yeah. where there's no airflow and oh my chicken's not black today just little things just huh. little, every week I'd, every weekend I'd learn something new and I, I'd say the thing that I learned most was the passion like the passion started developing and I realized I really loved cooking with fire it, yeah. my, the results weren't amazing but I enjoyed the process so over the course of I'd say six months to a year, the food did start getting better. Mm -hmm. It got to the point where I could have you know, Patrice and I could have people over for dinner or lunch, backyard barbecue, and people would compliment on the food. They say, "Oh man, the ribs are really good. The chicken's really good." And um, a barbecue competition came to town, like not too far away uh, from here, over at the yeah. Livestock Pavilion. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, everybody's urging me to compete. Patrice is the number one, you know, person on that list that was really saying, "Rashad, you should do it. You should go for it." And I'm already hypercritical of this, the things that I do. I'm my own yeah. toughest critic. I think you should be, uh, if, especially if you want to get results. If you want to be honest with yourself, you need to you need to you know have some level of criticism you know on your own work. Uh, but I did not want anyone judging my food at the time. I didn't think it was worthy <laughs> of being judged. Sure. And she's like, I think you're I think you're way overthinking this. You know, uh, this isn't when this isn't like when you first started cooking on the grill. You, you yeah. should really consider it and give it a shot. And, and sometimes it's good to be judged just to get a benchmark. Absolutely, as well. So, okay, I may not be at my best, but it'll tell me where I am. Absolutely. And you know, that's kind of same thing with the fitness. It's like you try certain things, and we actually have workouts that are called benchmark workouts. Ah. You may suck at it, but you know where you are, and then <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then you come back and do it six months later. Oh, well, I improved my time by two minutes. I got gotcha. you. I, I crushed it. So you have those benchmarks that just kind of tell you where you're at. So yeah, it, but it's not fun. Like especially no. when, especially walking into one that you know, and particularly uh, on the front side of it. Yeah, you know where it, I had only been feeding family and friends at that point, 
And if you go and have dinner at a friend's house, you know, your friend cooks, you know, the, or his, maybe his wife cooks, if the food's not amazing, you're probably not going to notify them about that. Sure. You know what I mean? You're going to say, hey, yeah, that, that lasagna is pretty dry, actually kind of nasty. <laughs> <laughs> or even if it's just good, you'll, get, you'll be like, oh, that was good. Yeah. You know. But, you so, know just... and, and we kind of expect that from friends and loved ones. Sure. So you're, you're 100% right uh, with that competition. So I, I decided to... Give it a shot. Uh, I packed up all my backyard barbecue equipment into the back, the hatchback of a 2012 <laughs> Nissan Rogue. Looked like a complete idiot driving out to this uh, competition. No, no pull behind smoker. Uh, just you know, a, a, a Rogue full of random barbecue equipment. And it was funny because as we were, as I was pulling in, these other guys had like nice barbecue rigs, really nice big fancy smokers, pull behind trailers and all this stuff. And I heard laughter as I was driving by. Now, I don't know if that laughter was because of how I looked and my ridiculously looking setup, but there was laughter, you yeah. know, and that just reinforced the feelings of, man, I really didn't want to be here. Now it feels like people are laughing sure. at me. So Starting unloading my stuff. People are walking by, just kind of looking at me like, "Are you in the right place?" You know. <laughs> um, and um, got everything set up, got all my equipment set up, and uh, just kind of got out of my head for a moment. Something mm -hmm. this thought came to me and said, "Hey, Rashad, why don't you, you, you tell your mind to shut up and just cook?" And I said, "You know what? It's a good point." Turned my music on, got the smoker fired up, started cooking, got all my meats done in, in several hours. Turned our food in to the judges. Um, and also we handed out samples of our food to folks who had, you know, either orange or red, uh, brace, uh, sure. uh, wristband and, uh, the, the, sam the folks we gave samples, they would, you know, in turn, uh, tell the tally keeper whose barbecue they liked the best. Yeah. So the competition came to an end and they started announcing the winners, announced third place, they announced first place, uh, second place, then they announced first place and they said, Big Lee's barbecue. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> and I and I literally, I've never froze in my life, and I've never been at a lack for, uh, for, uh, for a lack of words ever. Yeah. I've always got something to say. Yeah. And I I heard Big Lee's barbecue, and I just froze. And I'm standing there, everybody's clapping and cheering, and Patrice <laughs> is like, Rashad, go get the trophy, go get the. And I just like, this can't really be happening. Like, people liked our food. Yeah. And it was it was it revolutionized the way I viewed what I was doing in the backyard. And then they announced the People's Choice Award. You know, uh, they announced third place. You know, whatever you know, barbecue spot. And they announced second place. And they announced first place. And Big Lee's Barbecue again. And I'm wow. like, you have got to be kidding me! It's the first time where I felt as though I was outside of my body, yeah, witnessing this <laughs> situation that was going on. And Patrice has the biggest smile on her face. Caleb was really young at that time. Yeah. Our second oldest, Jordan, I think he was like a few months old. And that was really the catalyst that showed us, hey, this barbecue is serve worthy. Everybody kept asking us all night long, so where's your barbecue spot? Where do you guys sell this? And I'm like, my barbecue spot's in my backyard, and I don't sell it because I'm not <laughs> licensed. Yeah. And they're like, you've got to be kidding me. You're just cooking like this in the backyard. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is what I do in the backyard. So um, Patrice and I decided we needed to make the next logical step, uh, sure. which was not opening a restaurant for us. It was, you know, finding a food truck, a used food truck, nothing mm -hmm. fancy, something. No, when, so from 2011, how far? That competition was 2013. That was okay. a great question. So two years. Yep. October of 2013. 
Um, so yeah, almost, almost yeah, yeah, almost, almost exactly two yeah. years. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Huh. So um, and now here we are. You said it was Thanksgiving when, yeah. you, when you met with them. So we're <laughs> what eleven nine years late? Is it nine? Yeah, nine years later. Seven, to, yeah, nine years later from yeah from when you met exactly the barbecue bug. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. So uh, so we decided to we found a food truck, very very reasonable price. Great couple that we bought it from. They were running their operation out of it. We you know kind of retro we kind of you know, took everything apart, put it back together to, to fit our needs and yep. to be able to make it work for what we do. Opened for business July 12th of 2014. Had no clue really what I was doing because yeah. I'd never been in food service before. I just knew how to treat people really well. And I knew how to cook barbecue that I felt people would enjoy. Yeah. And it's just, it's exploded from, from that point. So. Well, I and like I said, like I teased earlier, is like I remember yeah. meeting up with you because you didn't have a license at the time and you were just trying to, you know, fine tune things. Yep. You're like, if anyone wants to try this barbecue, come try oh, it. Oh, yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot that part. So, yeah. So, while we, it got to the point where, you know, you're, you, you, you fire up a grill, you've got to put enough meat on there to make it worthy of the time you're going to spend being yeah. out there. And it's almost always more meat than what my small family at the time wanted to eat. Sure. And then again, it's a barbecue again, yeah. another weekend. <laughs> so I was tired of eating it. Patrice was tired of eating it, but I never grew tired of cooking it. Yeah. So um, her and I got the idea of, uh, of posting, because we had the Big Lee's Facebook page at the time where we would just post pictures and videos of the food just to kind of show my hobby. Yeah. And we named it Big Lee's just to honor Uncle Leon's memory because yeah. he passed away in 2012, a year wow. after I had his food for the first time. So I'm like, uh, I've got to keep his memory going. And that's yeah. what the little flame on our logo symbolizes, yeah. just his hospitality and spirit living on through us. So um, we'd post the food on Facebook. And you know, one day I got the, we got the bright idea. I said, hey, the first 20 people to respond yes to this post. I think I was meet, on that yeah, post. Yeah, you were on that post. <laughs> we're like, we will meet you in the grocery store parking lot. Yep. And I'll share a box of this food with you. I think we have bacon braised cabbage, mac and cheese, uh, ribs, and maybe brisket or something. I don't know, something along those lines. Yeah. And like the post lit up. And I was like, holy crap. Like all these people responded. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know people would be that interested. Yeah. So. Well, and I remember because I, I think after like one or two times, I was like, dude, I've got to pay you something. <laughs> You're like, just put a review. Yeah, exactly. Like, just give me a exactly. review. Tell me what you think. If it's good, bad, otherwise. Yeah, you got like, a great memory, man. It was that good. <laughs> Here we are, you know, this many years later. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. why, you know, that's where it started, um, at least for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you would say, hey, you know, even if something is off, let me know. Tell me, yeah. tell me so we can, you know see if there's something we need to change or adjust yeah. and i remember that's when you hooked me on the ribs like i was done like the ribs <laughs> literally and, and like people are like oh they were fall off the bone no they literally fell off the bone like you just shake it and it would just fall right off it was so good um it, amazing food and that was at the start yeah and it just keeps getting better yeah, that's the goal i mean like you said we start you know i never took any payment for for any of that barbecue back in the day people yeah. wouldn't feel like so bad like I've got to give you something. I'm like, just post a review. Just post a review. Yeah. And the feedback was what we used to really guide where, you know, guide us to the point of where we're at now. Yeah. You know, so many people felt, you know, they're like, if I can't, if I can't give, pay them with, you know, currency or with, with, with actual money, 
you know, my feedback will be that currency. And it was more valuable than money when you think about it. Yeah. For you to give me your unadulterated, unbiased feedback, if it, I said, I told every person, if it's really, really good, say that in your review. If yeah. you try it and you're like, these ribs are gross. They're tough. They're they're not seasoned well. It has this bitter, weird, smoky taste to it. Let me know. Yeah. And you guys were our guinea pigs because we, <laughs> we had this business idea in mind. And I feel like a lot of businesses make the mistake of launching their product and their service to customers before they ever have an experimental trial yeah. to really see where that product or service stands. Well, and it's funny. So I've got the different hats and the different things that I do. I'm mm-hmm. also you know, a DJ and I do weddings and events and parties and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I actually just met with, a, met with a bride the other day and I said, this party is not about me as your DJ. Like, it's not my show. Right. My job is to custom make what you have in your head of your dream wedding. And a lot of DJs do the same thing where they like they put out their product, but they don't take into account what the bride and groom or the mm-hmm. coordinator or, or what they want. So I end up being successful as a DJ because I just listen. And Absolutely. <laughs> listen, what is it that you want? Okay, I can make that happen, you know, and, and do everything in my power to, to make that happen. Now, if somebody just has a different taste, I mean, yeah. I, I even told her, I'm like, I don't care what kind of music you want. It's not up to me. Right. You know, it's up, it's up to what you want, you know. So, yeah, it, it's so important to listen to the feedback and then, and then kind of once you're able to translate that back to them, that is the, just the ultimate because just like with a, with a bride and groom, when they have a great experience, that makes me happy. Absolutely. Which same with the food is like yeah. when they have a good experience with the food, that just the love just com- comes pouring back. Because it's so. art. It's like it you, you figure you paint a picture or you sing a song to a, to an audience. You're trying to impress them. You're yeah. not trying to make the crowd upset. It's not trying <laughs> to make your ears bleed. <laughs> I, want you, I want you to sing along. Let's, yeah, exactly. you know, let's all do this together. <laughs> you want you want to you want your art to or your, your creativity to connect with the people the the people or the individuals you're there to share it with so at big lee's like everything you said rings 100 percent true with how we do business we just we use the word empathy a lot around here uh we always talk about uh how how will the customer's experience be how will how will that brisket go over with the customer how will that pulled pork go over with the customer if we're greeting customers this way versus that way, how does that make the customer feel? Yeah. We, we view everything we do literally through that perspective of empathy because if we're not, then, you, then it's like what you said. It just becomes a selfish thing. Well, this is what I really want the Big Lee's experience to be like yeah. rather than thinking, well, what does the customer ultimately want? Yeah. You know, and how do we provide that? And how do we execute on that? So well, that's that's all. So so we get to the the point where you've got the and that's the same trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We still got the same, same trailer. trailer out back. Vintage going. Absolutely. <laughs> it's had some upgrades. It's had some some yep. remodels and things, but mm-hmm. it's still there. Um, so you get to the point where you have the trailer. How does and then so you went on the show with Guy. Oh yeah. That, how did how did life kind of change or how did that first of all how did it come about? Okay. And then secondly, how did life change after that? Because I feel like. It kind of exploded a little bit. Yeah, it, re- it really did. <laughs> a so, lot, really. So before before I uh, linked up with Guy with uh, his show, Guy's Big Project and the Food Network. And for those of you who don't, Guy Fieri. Like, yeah, it's Guy Fieri, <laughs> just not like, some guy. Just, yeah, yeah, just, you know. It's right. one of the biggest names in the food, the food television Absolutely. Um, we had been in business for about two and a half years. And at this point, the word had kind of 
spread through the community about what we were doing. People yeah. were saying things like, wow, like I've eaten barbecue literally all over the country, Texas, Kansas City, Memphis, the Carolinas. Yep. And hands down, this is better than anything I've ever had. That's not us bragging or saying that. Of course. This is what just locals. <laughs> so I read the reviews. Yeah, like, yeah. like Facebook was pouring it with was, them. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, our Facebook uh, reviews were exploding. Yelp, TripAdvisor, Google yep. reviews, they were all ex- exploding saying the same things. And um, I realized how valuable that social media presence was not yeah. just a cool uh, or sexy food pick or a cool or sexy food video. Yeah. Meaningful content, something you know, I'd repost some of these reviews. People say I've eaten barbecue and they name like one of the, you know, places that's the, one of the biggest named barbecue places or most famous barbecue places in the yeah. country. And they draw that comparison and wow. say, hands down, this is better. And I'm like, wait a minute. Patrice, can you read this? Am I reading this correctly? This is two and a half years into and then, it. And then once again, you become that guy in a small food truck. Yeah. It's the same as going into those the competition Absolutely. with these huge restaurants. Never looked at it like that. And like, it's still the same, but you're still doing more with what you have. And it's about Absol- just wow. owning that gift. You have a really good way of putting it. <laughs> I, I li- I've been doing this for six and a half years, and I've never looked at the parallel between the two. So, um, it, I didn't know it, but a lot of these casting companies that work for major networks, mm-hmm. social media is where they're able to really find the character of individuals before they cast them. They're able to really see kind of what they're all about. So, yeah. these folks have been scouring our Instagram, our Facebook, and I didn't know it. Oh, I wow. mean, I'm just posting stuff to keep getting people in the doors. Yeah. But a, I didn't know uh, that a part of that social media audience were, were individuals that worked for these different casting companies. Oh, wow. So uh, they saw the stuff we were putting out. And then our customers saw several of our customers, like five customers in one day, saw the ad that uh, Food Networking Guy put out. It was, hey, we're doing a talent search. I've got a new show coming out. We're looking for somebody who can host, the, who can be the next big food roadshow host. Sure. I didn't see the ad. I didn't know about it. Yeah. I was working the window at our trailer. This was back in early 2017. Five customers all in one in a four-hour window all came up to me while I was working the window, and they said the same thing. Right? Oh, my God, Rashad. Guy Fieri's got this new show that's coming out. He's looking for people to submit auditions. You need to submit an audition. I think you'd be great. And we've got a line of people. There's like 20 or 30 people in line. Oh, yeah. So I have to kind of juggle the fact that everybody behind that person's kind of looking over their shoulder at me like, you know, hey, come on. I want my brisket. I want that. Yeah. I want my, my food. At the same time, I don't want to, this person to feel like I'm trying to be short with them. But I'm like, okay, great. I'll check it out. All right. Uh, your total's, you know, 43, 25 or whatever. Yeah. And the next person. And then a few other people down the line, same thing happens. Huh. And then I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. And process them and get them their food and move on to the next person. And then it happened three more times. The last person, uh, she came up to the window. She kind of slammed her hands down on the counter (laughs) and emphatically looked at me and said, Rashad, you have to audition. And she said the same thing as everybody else. But she said it with so much 
emphasis. She said yeah. it like somebody's life depended on it or something. I'm like, oh my god, what? Let I I really need to stop and check this out. She's yeah. like, I already sent it to you. I messaged <laughs> the link to you on Facebook. Pull out your phone, gotcha. check it out right now. So I'm looking at this link and I'm like, oh cool. So I I sent in it. The they they were looking for a 60 second audition. So I had 60 okay. seconds to sell my personality and sure. my ability to host a show. Yeah. And I got we got a phone call after submitting that uh, video within less than 24 hours. Wow. 7,000 people auditioned for the show. Only 10 concepts made it onto the show. Wow. So 6,990 yeah. others were passed. And yeah. I was one of the lucky 10. And then out of that 10, uh, I mean, we, we traveled to, we flew out to uh, L.A., and we filmed for six weeks. Every week, somebody got cut from the show. I listen. Let's yeah. Let's go back to this. <laughs> I have never been so stressed in my life. <laughs> like, like you already knew the outcome. Like, and I'm sure it was stressful for yes, you. Absolutely. But for those who knew you, and you know, and and, and love the food, and we're, just, and we're following along, and have known you as long as I've known you, I'm like, like <laughs> there were moments on that show where me and my wife are just sitting there like. It's like no, fighters, right? No, yeah. like you can't go home. Yeah. Like there was the one episode. Yeah, I was really close. To it was close. Cut. Yeah, it was close. And, and this is the part that you do, you guys don't get to see on the other side of the, the TV screen. So I was away from my family at that point, where I almost got cut for a month straight. Wow. And yeah. then you figure when you're on the West Coast, we're in Florida. There's a three-hour time gap. Yep. We would get back to our hotels. And I'd have access to my phone because you can't have your phone on a set while there's. I mean, sure. nobody wants to be that guy where the oh, phone yeah. goes off while you're filming and everything's going great. Yeah. So they're like, guys, just leave your phones in the van. You can get them when we take our lunch breaks and then at the end of the day. So we'd get back to the hotel at 10 p.m. I mean, West Coast I, time. West Coast time. Oh gosh. Yeah. So that's one o'clock back here yeah so there were so many days where i'm like how do i even get a chance to call caleb or or talk to him or call patrice or talk to her she understood but yeah you know my you know set six six year old at the time he just knew well where's daddy to say my night night prayers like yeah. i have to go to bed again and i tell my boys the most ridiculous funny stories every night instead <laughs> of like nighttime story like mary had a little lamb or whatever yeah i make up these ridiculously funny stories and i tell them you have to go to sleep with a smile on your face. Yeah. So he was missing that. And he didn't really understand. And one of the, the, I think it was the night or two before I bombed that week and, uh, you know, we almost got cut. I was on the phone talking to Caleb and I said, hey, buddy, how's everything going? He's like, oh, not good. And I'm like, what do you mean? Not good. He goes, I just really miss you. And I'm like, it felt like someone just, uh, you know, st <laughs> yeah. stabbed a dagger in my heart. And I was like, well, uh, daddy will be home pretty soon. Uh, and I didn't really know what to say because yeah. it's like bittersweet. You want to be there to win the show. You put four weeks in already. There's two weeks to go. But these guys are missing me really bad. Yeah. You're dad. You get it. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And then he says, and daddy? I'm like, yes. He said, and I cried last. Uh, I cried the other night. I'm like, what do you What do you mean? What? Do, why, did you, why did you cry? He said, well, you weren't here to say my night-night prayers with me. And I and I cried, and I'm like, I was a, I was a mess. Yeah, I couldn't hug him. I couldn't say, I'm. There was nothing I could do to fix it because yeah. I was, I wasn't there. So I was so in my head during the filming of that particular episode, where I think subconsciously, when I look back on it, I almost wanted to get cut. Yeah, because I knew I could have made it, yeah. which I ultimately did. Yep, but I didn't want to see my guys like 
feeling the way they were feeling with daddy being gone. Yeah. But I chalked it up to saying, hey, and, and, and I had to find the right words on that next phone call I had with him. And I talked to Caleb about sacrifice. Yeah. And I said, daddy's working really hard. It, it sucks that we're apart, but hopefully if you keep staying strong, daddy will keep staying strong. You guys keep pulling for me and maybe I'll be able to win this show. Yeah. And that'll be amazing. And so I was able to kind of get him to come over on my side after yep. me going on his side and being sad and that sort yeah. of thing. But that's that was the backstory. And and then of course they're editing. Oh yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> their, their editing was on point. Yep. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure there was a tear. <laughs> like we're we're just sitting there waiting and Dude, absolutely. And then, you know, finally they let you know that you weren't going home and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> like literally weights just lifting yeah. off and like i said we weren't we weren't even part of it we're just you know we're sitting there i've never like i've watched reality shows you know you're pulling for mm-hmm. somebody but like to know somebody on the show and pulling for them personally it's just like it's no, those, feeling, those feelings are totally real because yeah. you figure first of all for any small eatery or restaurant owner to bump into guy fietti is Amazing yeah. to be able to have a conversation with them is amazing to be able to be on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah, is really amazing to be able to hang out with him for four weeks every day. Yeah, at that point, and when the camera's off, he's sharing tricks of the trade and just what can I do? Do you guys need it? Tell me more about your restaurant. How's your wife? Like to be that's mind blowing. Yeah. So now you're sitting on a couch. And there's him. There's that guy. Yep. And then Alex Gornishelli. And then my, oh, yeah. you know, all these producers, all these other Food Network personalities, and these super bright lights in your face. And guy brings you all the way out on this cliffhanger. Yeah. And you really feel like, man, I put four weeks into this, and it's gonna chalk. I mean, it's gonna be chalked up to. This is the end of the road for you, pal. Sorry. You know. Wow. You should have came with it. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was. I was. I was totally prepared. I had even said it. My producer was asking me. Each one of us was assigned a producer. Yep. And my producer, before I went into that room and sat down with them, I, I was in the hallway talking to him. And guy, you know, he's like, he's going to be sending you in any moment. And the cameras are rolling. They're going to be rolling. He's yeah. like, how are you feeling right now? He, I said, I, I, I have peace. And he said, do you, do you feel like there's a pretty good chance that you're going to be going home tonight? I said, absolutely. I I, I stunk, yeah. but up to that point, I brought it. So, yeah. But I'm like, but I did stink. You know, <laughs> there's only two people. It's a fifty-fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they like what they did versus what I did, yeah. you know, it, that's that's all it's down to at that point. So, but but I had chalked it up to like, you know what? It, it is what it is at this point. You know, it's gonna suck. Yeah. But if I get cut, so be it. Yeah. So so we fast forward to the end. Yeah. I mean, you ended up. He pulled another cliffhanger. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't the only winner. Um, yep. We had the um, uh, the Grill Dads yep, the grill as dads, well. Yep. So and they announced that one. So on the show, of course, they announced them first. Yes. And when they announced that first, again, we're like, oh, oh yeah. no. And then just kind of that thought, at least in the back of our minds, was like, they wouldn't have done that if, like, there's something here. There's mm-hmm. something. There's something's going to happen. So. He ends up, you know, telling you guys, and of course, you had no idea at that. No, like, not at all. That point, that was all. Not at all. That was all live. Yeah, live reaction. I found out when 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 he told me right there on that uh, that uh, that Zoom uh, yeah. screen share. So I know the the family went nuts. Like I was. Oh just... man! Again, it just didn't feel real. I'm like, 
wait a minute. I have zero television experience. Yeah. I cook barbecue on the side of the road <laughs> out of a trailer <laughs> in Ocala, Florida. Yes. What am I doing here? Like, like, and and not not only that, but in the initial contract we we had to sign before we started the whole project, the grand prize was spelled out in black and white, all caps and bold letters. The maximum prize was stated to be a thirty-minute pilot that would be filmed and submitted to Food Network for them to just review it. Yeah, there was no promise or guarantee of anything beyond that. No one ever made a mention that it would ever see the light of day. Yeah. So to be able to get a six-episode series yeah. was six times more than what I ever thought was going to come out of this. So yeah. it was just – it was mind-blowing. And I don't think it even registered when Guy said, You're, you know, you know, they're not going to give you a pilot. They're going to give you a series. It didn't even register. I just heard, I won. Yeah, you know, I'm the winner. <laughs> yeah, you know, but and then it took a while. Like after the cameras, he's like, "Did you did you understand what I told you?" This part was edited out. He's like, "You don't only get the pilot. They loved." He said, "Rashad, they loved what you did so much that they're willing to just fast track you to a six episode series." He's like, "That does not happen. Do you understand awesome. that this doesn't happen? They get pilots pilots in all the time. Yeah, you know, people here that would check out our show." A six episode series so i was over the top excited that's awesome that and no it's still it's still running yeah on, on hulu which is crazy right? it's still on hulu yeah. and it's still on sling and i'm like that was three almost three years ago where yeah. it aired and it's been going strong it's that's been awesome. people are still watching it i still get messages in my inbox and <laughs> people are like, oh my god i love your show when's, now, when's season if, two you can't, coming out? if you can't see on the I am wearing the original yep, that's Eat it, Sleep right Barbecue there. shirt. Yep. Um, so the show was Eat Sleep Barbecue. Eat if, Sleep Barbecue. Go check it out on, yep. on Hulu. Go check it out Sling. on Hulu Sling. Yeah, go, go watch it for sure. So there's six episodes out. Yep. Um, so like how like how was that whole thing? I mean, because you go from oh, then winning to then going right into right into producing a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally, like, so I, I, I had to have a bag packed. They told me to have a bag packed just in case you win. You're gonna have to fly out to LA literally right after you finish that oh, wow. uh, Zoom uh, meeting with Guy. Yeah. If you win, you will literally have to say, "All right, guys, I gotta go." Wow. And again, it started over. So we're really happy. And then it was bittersweet because I had my bag already packed. Yeah. As soon as that ended, the production crew that they were all set up in my house, they're breaking everything down. <laughs> and my producer Jesse, what's up, Jesse? If you're watching this, uh, Jesse Belladoff. Yeah. He's like, all right, we got to go. You got a flight. Uh, we fly out in three hours. How long does it take to get to Orlando from here? I'm like, an hour and a half, two hours. We got to go. Wow. And it was that fast. Flew back out to L.A., had a production meeting. A few days later, came back home. We put the game plan of the show together, all the different stops, the places we wanted to visit, and uh, hit the road again. And I told them, I said, all right. I felt like I had a little bit more pull now that I won. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah. this is my show. Yeah. I am not going to be on the road for six weeks straight. We're not doing that. Yeah. We're going to schedule this thing out where there are some breaks. I'm a married man with, with, with four kids. <laughs> I got to see my family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to do the whole you know, six-week thing again. A month yeah. and a half is just way too long to do it over again. And they were like, no, 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 totally understand. We're going to try to schedule you days off after we finish filming at each stop. So yeah. it, it was very, very smooth sailing. So so how did you select how did the places that you went get selected? So was that something Great that question. you researched and well, and and were able to choose or was that ones yep. that they had kind of Well there was the a burner? combination. There was um 
there's a slew of barbecue places that I have a ton of respect for all around the country yeah. because of what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, I there there were like a, a handful of places where I just had so much admiration for prior to any of this stuff. Just yeah. following them on Instagram. And I always said, man, it would be so cool to visit this barbecue spot. Or it would be so cool to, like, meet this person. It's like, hey, I got the show. And now I can just, <laughs> you know, I can expense it off and just go you know, check these places with my bucket list of <laughs> barbecue. So it, it, that, that was, that's how we did it on my side. You yeah. know, like Brian, Brian Furman and, you know, a couple of those other guys that we visited. Those are my picks. Yeah. And then the last three. I told the show, I said, well, hey, I don't want to lean 100% into just what I want to do. Mm-hmm. There's a production team for a reason. Let's let's use that team. Same thing we do here. Yeah. You know, I'm the owner and operator here, but every decision that's made here isn't just because I want to do it. You know, we, we use that team approach. So I carried that same philosophy over into Eat, Sleep, Barbecue, and they said, "Here, have you ever heard of this barbecue spot? I'm like, no. They're like, well, they're the number one place in this state. I'm like, really? You never heard of it? I'm like, yeah. Well, let's check it out. Let's, so let's go. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So, how much fun was that? I mean, that, oh man, <laughs> you so, look like you were having a blast. I know there's TV and there's editing and things like that. Yeah. But you, I mean, you, your energy comes through. Thank you. Whenever I mean, obviously, you've got the motivational speaking background, so people listen. You know, <laughs> people, and people want to be engaged and and, yeah, and talk. But what um, like how was that? Like I'm, you could tell you were having fun doing it. it you know, to be to be to be honest with you, bro, it felt just like a blessing, like to get on a plane, and to know I'm just flying to a really dope barbecue spot <laughs> to eat, film it, and share it with everybody who's watching the show. Yeah, it was just like, come on, like that is this job real? doesn't suck. Exactly. <laughs> like I already love what I do, just standing by a smoker cooking barbecue. Yeah. But then you go share the platform and put the spotlight on somebody that I already admire and yeah. to get to eat their food for the first time on camera with Food Network as the platform like and, that was it was wild and then build a relationship as yeah. well because oh, I've seen some of them come through they come back here come back to your spot yeah and, yeah. and of course when anytime you go in you know, go over there they're gonna you know bring absolutely. you in um, what so what is some things I guess you would like to have known like if you could go back and tell yourself, um, what we're t- we said like nine, eight, nine years ago, getting into this whole thing, I'm sure you. I know you set goals and I oh, know yeah. you set expectations, but I have to imagine this exceeded mm. all of those. Like, what are some oh, things yeah. that you would have looked back and said, "Man, had I known we were going to go this, maybe I would have adjusted what I did," or yeah. is everything just like, "Man, it just it fell into place." Let me say this. This guy asked the best questions. That's an amazing question. Um, I don't. I only have one regret in life. It's that I didn't play high school football. Yeah. But then I kind of dipped back on that one because I could have had some sort of crazy injury from that or whatever. Sure. But uh, that's really the only regret I carry through life. Uh, the the whole idea of looking back. That's an amazing question. What knowing now, knowing everything that I know now, what would I have done differently? Oh man, I would have I would have learned how to coach a team earlier than I did. Yeah, um, because I love barbecue. I love cooking barbecue. I love trimming up raw meat. I, I love the whole process so much. I didn't realize it over the years that I didn't really share a lot of that process because I wanted to just do it. I mean, if yeah. anybody's going to be out in the smoker cooking, hey, I'll load those briskets up. They need to be checked at midnight. Sure, I'll do it. You know. Fire needs to be stoked at 2 a.m. 
I'm the guy for the job. Yeah. And I just, I didn't realize how my love for barbecue kind of got in the way of preparing a team. Mm. Because whenever I got selected for the show, it, everything was fast. They called yeah. me within 24 hours and said, we love your audition. We want you to be a part of the show. That was on a Sunday. And they were like, you, if you accept, you need to fly out on Friday. Yeah. So I had like just like four days, four and a half, five days to prepare the team to basically carry everything on with me being gone. Mm. And I literally, it, I, I literally had to compress everything I knew and communicate it as best I could. So that way people, our customers wouldn't be like, what's the deal with the brisket today? <laughs> what happened this week? Yeah. Like, yeah. And where's Rashad? Like yeah. nobody noticed. And you couldn't say. You couldn't say I where couldn't. you were. I couldn't. Because I remember, I remember coming like, Where's he at? when the show was airing, coming back and trying to boost you for some answers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh. I couldn't. Nope. But, <laughs> I'm not going to say a word. But if I knew I was going to have a TV show and like I've had the opportunity to travel and be a guest chef at some amazing places up in New York City, um, and I had to be gone. And yeah. I put a lot of pressure on my team. And in some ways, you know... If they weren't the group of people that they are, mm-hmm. you could say that I, I could have failed them by saying, well, da- dang, Rashad, I mean, you're cooking barbecue that people are traveling from other countries to come eat. Yeah. And now you want to put the responsibility of that on us while you're gone for yeah. possibly six weeks. That can feel a certain way. Sure. You know, but we have a group of people. They were super supportive. Everybody was like, what do I need? What do I need to do? Just tell me what I need to do. Yeah, I, I will do it. We will text you pictures and videos. And going back to your team, even back from the beginning, I mean, they were always super friendly. They were awesome. So, I mean, they had the the best people. Um, If there was one bit of advice, and not giving away trade secrets. I don't want to give away trade secrets or or the the secret sauce. Yeah. But if there was one advice you would want to give somebody who is starting out in barbecue that is like, I want to to start, what's like the number one rule you would say – this is the thing you need to start with. Gosh, you like ask <laughs> the best questions. No, seriously. This is what a great podcast is about, right? It's like I, great conversation. Yeah. Like that's a question I want to hear the answer to from people. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, what am I going to say to this? You know, I want to hear the answer. Um, I'd say the, the best piece. So just singular, just one piece of advice. Yeah. I mean, if you have more than one. I'd say sure. two. I'd two say things. two. Okay. Definitely as quickly as you can learn how to build a team mm. because if your barbecue is good yeah. and if your customer service is good and your hospitality is good you're you're going to be successful your success can end up being the cause of your failure you have all these people showing up you, you your bandwidth is only so much you sure. can only handle so much you can only stretch yourself so far and if you become really successful and overstretched and things are not going well now, and they once were going well. Mm-hmm. That could be the death of your business. So. We, well, we had, we talked about that before um, before the show mm-hmm. about other places that tried to do the right, right. that tried to do the you You're know right. going from a food truck to a location. That is hard, and it's just a different. It's a totally different feel. It's a different vibe, and you're one person in a in a food truck. Okay, <laughs> you've got control. But now you've got a restaurant full of people and you've got wait staff and servers oh, and cooks and people that aren't doing what you do. I mean, it's, it's set up for failure. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And I have so much respect for other, anybody.
everybody else that's in the food truck or restaurant business and, that, and, that, and that's doing it successfully. Yeah. Because it is not easy. It's not easy. So the team building, to me, it's critical. Like having a good infrastructure, having policies and procedures, something mm-hmm. as simple as that, put stuff in writing. Yep. When you start growing and you're hiring people, if you need them to season briskets or ribs, you say, oh, you just put about that much on there. Your ribs or your brisket's going to taste different tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to spell those things out so yeah. that way your process is succinct, your process is detailed, and you can predict your outcomes with pinpoint accuracy yeah you know that's super important so team building uh developing policies and procedures and the last one i'd say is test your product uh you're going to invest a lot you're going to invest a lot of your energy yeah you're going to not just physical energy mental energy running a business running a successful barbecue business it's 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 a constant figure it out game you're Mm -hmm. constantly trying to figure it out so it's going to be so important to um to really take the time and make sure you've got all these ducks in a row. You yep. got to make sure your, your product's good. Make sure your product is solid. Make sure your food is good. Test it. If you know really, really critical people <laughs> that are uber opinionated, yeah, bring them a plate of your food and say, I want you to give me your honest feedback. You know how most barbecue or most people who cook food would feel in that situation? Oh, yeah. Intimidated yeah. and afraid. But those are the people you're going to be serving. When you open the new your barbecue spot, those hypercritical people are going to say, "Oh, let's go check out that new barbecue spot, see what they're all about." Yeah, they're they're eagerly awaiting to post a review about your food. Absolutely, good or bad. Yeah. So test it, test it. Give some food away. Yeah. Give 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 three hundred bucks of food away. Portion it out to where you can serve six hundred people over the course of X amount of months. Yeah. And get feedback and listen. Yeah. Don't say, ah, everybody's saying my ribs are tough. My ribs ain't tough. <laughs> and then open <laughs> up a spot and sell ribs that everyone said is tough. Because now you're going to have reviews yeah. that say the people are really nice, but the ribs are really tough. Yeah. And that's going to steer people away. So th- that advice, I mean, if I would have uh, you know, knew, knew all the stuff mm-hmm. that I knew now, I would, well, I did the last one, but the other two, yeah, policies and procedures and uh, whatever the first one was that I said. I don't yeah. even remember. Build a team. Build a team. <laughs> Um, so what is one common myth about barbecue ah. that you can dispel that you can, Gosh. That, you, that you can bust right now? <laughs> A common myth. Where do you get these questions? These are great. These are like, these are thought pro- I'm having, you know, if I, if, if you can fire off answers to questions really quickly, yeah. that's not a thought provoking question. When you this think is, about this it, right? is like, wait a second. Hold on. Shad, what are some meats that you cook at Big Lee's? That's not thought provoking. Oh, wait, like, wait till we get to the rapid fire. Oh man, <laughs> like, Oof. Let me let me let me get on to this one. A common myth. Um, oh, man, a common myth. Man, I'm almost stumped. I don't even know. Uh, I'd say maybe uh, some of the myths out there, or people might think that. It takes a certain amount of time to cook a brisket at mm-hmm. a certain temperature. Yeah. To me, that's a myth. That's the biggest question I get. Huh. You know, I po- I'll post a picture of an incredibly beautiful looking slice of uh, incredibly beautiful slice of brisket. Yeah. Oh man, what what time? Uh, how long did you cook that for? And at what temperature? 
we don't do that. Like, we really don't do that. I, yeah. You could take the thermometers or the temp gauges off of our smokers, and we can still cook the same brisket. Oh, wow. We don't have a timer set. All right, that brisket's been on for six hours. Pull it off now. Yeah. It's not like that. That's that's probably the biggest myth. And people have been asking those questions ever since we developed a significant social media presence. Yeah. There is no magic time, in my opinion, and yeah. there is no magic myth. When I, when I first started cooking brisket, I would use the time and temp method. Mm-hmm. And those were the worst of all the briskets, of all the, th- the tens of thousands of, hundreds of thousands of pounds of brisket we've cooked over the years. And, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't know what really brisket was until I came here. Yeah, a, a be- lot, a Because lot of I'd, don't. I'd had brisket at other places, and I'm like, this is just a slab of meat. Like, this is <laughs> dry and Yo, like, yeah. Crumbly. awful. Um, I, won't name, I won't name the place. Thank just you. Just because, <laughs> you know. Sorry, big chain. You know who you are. No, <laughs> you know, I'm joking. Joking. Try your brisket. You know it's dry. Uh, but but I, I didn't know what brisket was until I, uh, you know, until I came to Big Lee's, and I'm like, this is amazing. You get the, you know, the, the nice char on it. And it's just oh, make me hungry. Make me hungry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I got all this barbecue back here. Um, okay, so we're gonna. So I know you are. You do you do hip hop? Oh yeah! Like you rap, you yep. freestyle on the show. If you haven't watched the show, check it out because he freestyles on the on the show. Yeah. Um. So you get in your car. You got one track that you can play, or one CD. I'll, I'll even give you an album, like one track or one album that you throw in, and that's the jam. Like, so what's your number one go to? Number one album of all time. Gosh. You ask the best, <laughs> most thought-provoking questions. There's so many of them. I mean, but the best, my favorite. Oh man, um, I, I don't even know that I can answer this. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm thinking of like <laughs> just, 15 albums where I love all of them. I'm like, well, what genre are we talking about? Because you know, I like this when I'm happy. I like this when I'm mad. I like, yeah. you know, so I got all these, all these different ones. Uh, I'd say overall best album. Probably would you know? I'm gonna answer it. I'm gonna I'm gonna no. I'm not gonna put it into a genre. Sure. Um, would have to extend back to when I first got into rapping. Okay. And the rappers who inspired me. You know, I was born in the East Coast. I was sure. I, mean, I was born in New Jersey, so a lot of the East Coast rappers, I resonate more with their sound and their feel and their style. Uh, Wu Tang was one of those groups <laughs> yeah. back then. They were gritty. I yep. came from a pretty gritty neighborhood so i could identify with the feel and the sound uh and there was one member of the wu-tang clan his name is raekwon the chef yep and his album is <laughs> not something that a lot of people know it's not one of the most notable hip-hop albums but that album when it came out it was during that era where i was like man maybe I, maybe I, maybe i can rap yeah and the sounds the production quality the guest appearances on there uh the storytelling it was, i thought it was really cool yeah. So that's probably, uh, not uh, probably. That's that's certainly my my favorite the big album influence. of all time. I, yep. I like it. I yep. like it. Okay, so we're we're running in that in that time. So I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna let you go. But we are. I've got an either or. Okay. So I'm gonna give you rapid fire either or, and we're gonna just try and just give me like that first gut response. Okay. Okay. Burger <laughs> or taco? Taco. Brisket or ribs? Brisket. Call or text? Text. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they go random. So, okay. theme park or beach? Beach. Okay. Um, 
you know when you write notes and you're like what did i, I say what i don't even that know what that i don't even know what that means <laughs> oh toilet paper over or under no oh, definitely over okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have it written down it's like tp over under i'm like is that like betting like sports bets like what and i remember tp oh yeah toilet paper um football or basketball oh definitely football okay pancakes or waffles Ooh, waffles. Belgium waffles. Ooh, okay. City or country? Uh, not that I'm older country. Okay. Dine-in or delivery? Mm, delivery. Okay. Movie or book? Uh, for me, book. Book. Okay. Ninja or pirate? <laughs> Definitely ninja. <laughs> and I think I already know the answer to this one. Tupac or Biggie? Oh, Biggie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For some reason I switched I switched coasts. Yeah, definitely I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> so how let the million dollar question, since social media was such a big influence, how can people connect with you? Please connect with us uh, at my big Lee's BBQ on yeah, all platforms. We're, we're right here. Oh look at that. Yeah, look at that. you've been looking at it all day. Poster for it's you. right here. Right here yeah, for my you. big Lee's BBQ on Instagram, Facebook. I'm not super big on Twitter because uh, bandwidth, right? Yeah. I only do so much. I don't like Twitter. Yeah. I, I go on Twitter to follow certain people just because I know they're big on Twitter yep. and that's the only thing I have Twitter for. I do the same thing. I'm trying to do a little bit with the podcast like, oh, okay, I'll put a link up and yep. things like that because if somebody picks it up, great, fantastic. But, uh, man, Rashad, it's been awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you for, uh, thank you for the, your time and, man, thank you for the barbecue. Like, I mean, it's been amazing for, for what we said, nine, no, nine years is when you met. Yeah. So, Seven years you've had almost six and a half. So six and a half you've had the you've had the trailer, and now so you're not just the trailer anymore. Well, we've got three you've food got trucks. Now. Three food trucks now. Got a new one. So. In, uh, we got a new food truck in a few weeks back, right around a month ago. So, yep. yeah. so you get the red, the black, and the blue. Yep, are the, are the three. It. So and thank you too, by the way. Uh, the podcast is awesome. Uh, if you're one of my followers on social media, definitely check out uh, the podcast. Check out all the different episodes that are on there. It's really oh. great content and. I think you're doing thank you an awesome job, man. And listen, when I was doing the carnivore diet, I was pushing people. I was pushing people this way. <laughs> I was like, go do carnivore um, and eat barbecue, but don't. You know, you got to stay away from certain things just because it's the carnivore diet. But once you're off, go nuts. <laughs> um, definitely. So, okay. So I, I I do have another question. So if somebody is in the area, it's their first time. What is the go-to order that they need to pick up? Oh man, that's great question again. <laughs> Definitely burn-ins. Okay. Burn-ins are the best part of an entire brisket. That's actually what I had when I was on the was on the carnivore. I went and got a big plate of burn-ins. Yeah, they're oh, good. So they're good. they're tender. They're juicy. It's uh, it's a cut of meat that's marbled really well with good quality fat, seasoned well. It's smoky. It's going to melt in your mouth. So you want burn-ins. Mm-hmm. You want to get some sort of a side. If we have the Kathy, that's our brisket stuffed mac and you cheese. Ha- no. You have to get the Kathy. Yep, you have like, to. <laughs> it, you have to. Yep. It, 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 now, I'm going to tell you there's going to be somebody that's really angry about this podcast. Uh-oh. And you know him. Uh-oh. Tony Lapari. Yep, I do know Tony. He's watching. I know to- he's watching. I met Tony he, in New York City, in New York, right? Yes. And he comes down to visit, and then he yeah. grabs barbecue from Big Lee's when So I met him here. Yep. Um, we became best friends. What's up, Tony? What's up, Tony? What's up, Tony? Uh, he's been on the show, and uh, he was like, "I'm gonna hate this episode because I'm gonna sit there in New York because he's in, he's he lives up in New York in in the city, and uh, he's like, 
I've got to get back down there and get some big leads. And every time he comes down, whether it's a yep. holiday, um, whatever the reason he's here, he always makes it a point to come to big leads. That's yep. like his visit family, eat big leads. Those, <laughs> those are the two. It's not things. a bad combination. It's not a bad combination. But I know he's upset right now because he's listening to this whole podcast Sorry. and he's like, oh, I want, I want food. <laughs> so I'm going to have to come back and visit Christmas. It's coming. So, but yeah, man. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that one when I was talking about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you have the, the three trucks yep. and still have the trailer. Yep. And um, big things coming, I know. Oh, yeah. You, you, you've, you've already teased about it on, on the social media, so stay tuned on social media. Check them out. Um, some, uh, some awesome things. So I couldn't be happier. Thank you. Number one, because you're a friend of mine. And like I said, we were right there along with you, you know, during the show and on pins and needles. But you're just a great guy. Thank I'm you, man. Just gonna just gonna put it out there. If anybody's been listening to this podcast this far, you know, it, you could sit and listen to you for for hours. <laughs> you talked about doing a podcast. If if you do get the chance to do it, um, I'm I'm there. I'm I'm listening. Dude, so doing awesome. a doing a barbecue <laughs> podcast, get it, man. Um, but like you said, keep priorities and 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 time with the family and and all those things important so absolutely thank you so much for being on the show thank you and uh make sure you check it out on youtube on facebook instagram um you can find me at wexfield podcast go to my big lee's barbecue or my big lee's bbq on instagram facebook follow along on social media and man that's today's show peace All right, I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as I did actually being there. It was a great time for me. Personally, I had a lot of fun. I went back and actually listened to the podcast the uh, the other day right before uh, I was doing editing and things like that. And I wanted to just listen to it. And I actually forgot that I was listening to my own podcast, which made me excited because it. I, I just I was roped right back into the conversation and listened to it and, and got more out of it every single time I listened to it. So it was awesome. It was fun. If you're ever in Florida, and even in the Southeast, make it a point to get down here to Central Florida, Ocala, and check out Big Lee's Series About Barbecue. You will not be disappointed. I promise you that. It has it is by far the most amazing barbecue I've ever eaten in my entire life. And TripAdvisor and Yelp agrees. They've got thousands and thousands of reviews, and it is literally worldwide. People come from all over to, to check them out. So worth your time. Get over here. Check it out. Big Lee's Series About Barbecue. And you can follow along with them on Instagram and Facebook at my Big Lee's BBQ, and uh, check out everything that's happening. Rashad, Rashad is super awesome about doing posts and telling you what's going on and, and all the specials and the new things and the new stuff that they're trying. and And they've got some big news coming soon, and I'm not going to tell you about it, but I did get to see it, and uh, super excited for him and everything that they are doing. It's going to be awesome. Before we close, one thing that we did talk about in the podcast that I wanted to throw out there to you, if you are listening to this from somewhere other than Florida, and you may not be a, you may not know who I am to save your life. And if you don't know who I am, awesome. Shoot me a message. I want to get to know some people that are out in the world out there. Uh, we've gotten listeners from everywhere from Australia to Canada, the Philippines, Ireland, the UK, listeners all over the place. And I want to hear from you. So if you're listening to this podcast and you don't actually know me personally, shoot me a shoot me a direct message on uh, Instagram, Wex Appeal Podcast on uh, on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. 
and uh, just kind of see where you're from and all those things. It, it's it's super cool to me to see this uh, kind of stretching out all over the place. It's been been a blast doing this podcast. Before we close, of course, it is the holidays. I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving, first of all. And also, um, get over to DukeCannon.com. Lots of great stocking stuffers. You can go and just check out the website. I could go into all the products. But you're going to get in there and you're going to find that they're amazing. Just all the different packages and promotions that they have. Right now, if you spend $50, you're going to get two free big-ass bar of soaps, um, which is their freshly squeezed IPA and their Buffalo Trace bourbon, which is both soaps are amazing. I love them. I use the Buffalo Trace myself. Great soap. You don't smell like alcohol. And I had somebody say, oh, it's, it, you know, if they had issues with alcohol and things like that, it doesn't, you don't smell like you're drinking whiskey. It's got that nice oak barrel flavor. So it, it's, it's really, really a nice smell. I love it. My wife loves it. And if my wife loves it, I'm happy. I'm a happy man if she's happy. That's going to do it for today for this show. Um, oh, on the Duke Cannon website, make sure you use the promo code BBWEX8 or BBWEX9 to uh, get yourself 10% off. Definitely want to use that. That's going to do it for today's show. I want to thank you guys for checking this out. Got some big uh, big interviews coming up again next week and the following week. Man, we're setting them up all throughout uh, the rest of this year and into next year as well. Super excited about the direction of where this podcast is going, and it would not be possible without your support. So please, if you would, like, share, share the YouTube page, share the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, all the major podcast carriers. You can find it there. Thank you guys so much. You have a fantastic rest of your Thanksgiving weekend if we're still in that Black Friday holiday and, and Cyber Monday. And uh, hopefully we're going to have some merchandise here for you soon as well so that you can give the gift of Wex Appeal to all of your loved ones. Or you can just rock it yourself and uh, wear the shirts and, and all that sort of stuff. So you guys have a great day, a great rest of the week, and we will see you next week. Peace. <laughs>